Happy Easter, everybody. Derek Carpenter, one of the pastors of Common Ground Church here. Uh, just wanting to spend this Easter morning with you, uh, spend a couple minutes looking at God's Word as we celebrate and remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. Easter is arguably the most important holiday out there because it is Easter when we remember the greatest event in all of history, that God became flesh, that Jesus walked perfectly on this earth, went to the cross and died for our sins, rising from the dead victorious over sin and death so that we could have life in Jesus. Now, this is again one of those weird times, maybe the weirdest time we've seen. And I hope during this COVID-19 crisis that maybe you're starting to examine your own life a little bit, uh, recognizing your own mortality, and, and maybe a, a humble realization that we're not as, as big and as important and, and uh, invulnerable as we thought we were. And maybe it's rising those questions as to what is the truth? Is there a God? If there is a God, what is he like? And if there is a God and, and we can be right with him, how is that going to take place? Now, I'm out here in the desert, out here on a road, because there is a series of scriptures in the book of Romans called the Romans Road. And they're just titled that because it's the path to salvation. It's verses taken out of the book of Romans, written by the Apostle Paul, laying out just very clearly how it is that we came to be and how we can be made right with God. What has God done to reconcile us back to him? And so I'm just going to go through these verses. And as you're listening, I want you, if you don't know Jesus as Lord of your life, I want you to listen to these. And maybe today is a day when you realize you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it's time to say yes to him. You're going to believe and trust him for the first time. Maybe you've been a believer a long time, and now you're celebrating this Easter in this weird time at home. And I hope that you can just remember what Jesus has done, and we can celebrate together. We're going to be taking communion in a little bit. Communion is a time to remember what Jesus did, looking forward to him coming back. And so we begin in Romans 1, verses 20 to 21, and they say this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are, that is, people, are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Here's the point there is that we acknowledge God as our creator. You know, we have been studying 2 Peter as a church, and we see in 2 Peter, Peter defending the truth that Jesus is coming back by pointing to historical events of when God has intervened before. First with creation, the second with the flood, and then of course the time when Jesus came. Peter doesn't address that one at that time. But we see here again, we're not an accident. You didn't happen to just, you know, evolve from a monkey. Uh, you, you weren't born to parents on accident. You're here on purpose. Uh, the writer of the psalm says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that, that God knit me together in my mother's womb, that you are made on purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose is to be in relationship with God. Now here's the problem though. Something happened. We were made by God to be in right relationship with him, but sin entered. And sin is basically just breaking any of God's laws. And the Bible says in Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, I've asked a few people in my life, you know, have you sinned? And they've said no. But most people, when they're honest, we've sinned. You know, again, sin, it really means to miss the mark. It's like shooting an arrow at a target and falling short. It could be even trying to be good, but not making it. 
We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the glory of God really is the standard. Perfection is the standard and we fall short, which means we are separated from God. Romans 5, 8 tells us that God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why we were still sinners, you know, God didn't wait for us to get good. <laughs> he didn't wait for us to get our act together uh, and behave. And, and again, maybe you've thought that, you know, I need to start being better before I can go to church. I need to get my act together, then I can come to God. Well, the truth is, while we were still sinners, meaning enemies of God, separated from God, Christ died for us. I mean, you see this picture. When Jesus went to that cross, he was beaten beforehand. He was, he was flogged. He was blindfolded and struck. And people said, prophesy, who is it that's hitting you? They put a crown of thorns on his head. And then as he died on the cross, you know what he said? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Jesus loved us while we were still his enemies, while it was still us putting him on the cross. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But here's the truth about sin. We see in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. What that means is basically because we've all sinned, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. Physical death and spiritual death. Now, a recent study came out where we see that humanity is actually, the mortality rate of, of humans is 100%. We are all guaranteed to die, and that death is because of sin. But the Bible then refers to what's called a second death. After we die, we will then stand before the judge. We will stand before Jesus and give an account of what we did on this earth. Now here's the thing, because Jesus died on the cross for us, if we place our faith in him, when we stand before the judge, we will be asked, what did you do with Jesus? And if we say we believed in him by faith, that's it, that's all it takes. Because sin, again, the wages of sin is death. Sin earns death. Temporal death, you know, mortality, and then eternal death. But, as we also see in Romans, that God is both just and justifier, that we deserve death, but he justified us by becoming a man and paying that price for us. So, uh, the book of Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And without forgiveness of sins, we cannot be right with God. So God took on flesh and paid that price for us. So what do we do? Now some will tell you, some will say, because Jesus died, he died for everybody, everybody's going to be saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. You know, again, I, I look at this path, you know, and we see a hill up there, and some will say, whatever path you take, you get to the top of the hill. That's not what the Bible teaches. The book of Acts tells us that there is one way to be saved. There's one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. And God in his love, as we've seen in 2 Peter, Jesus has not returned yet. Why? He is delaying so that more can come to repentance. Repentance, turning from sin, turning to God for salvation. So in Romans 8, 9 and 10, we see how to be saved. It says this, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, the person believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Believe in your heart 
You know. Look at creation. You know there's a God. So then what's that God like? We can only know what God is like if he chooses to reveal himself. And he chose to reveal himself in Jesus. And we see him now in scripture. And so we confess Jesus as Lord. That Jesus is God in flesh. He came. He loves us. He died on the cross. And he rose from the dead. And we confess that out loud. I believe in you, Jesus. And then we're saved. Just like that. Romans 10, 13 says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You hear that? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you called on the name of the Lord? Now, if you already have, let's celebrate today. We are, we are celebrating today that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if we've done that, we're saved. Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. This is such a celebration. Every religion out there tells you what you need to do to get to God. How can you get to the top of that mountain? But I'm here to tell you the truth is God came down that mountain in his love to save you and to save me. And so we are saved by his work on the cross. That's why this is such a great day. That's why we get to celebrate Jesus dying on the cross. And then Romans 11:36 ends this way. For of him, this is Jesus, and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. And that now refers to the life. After we confess Jesus as Lord, now our life is about his glory. We are free. We are free from the burden of promoting ourselves. We are free from the burden of trying to uh, achieve the American dream and gather wealth. We are free to simply follow Jesus. And as we follow him, he'll provide everything we need for life. Again, we saw that in 2 Peter as well. That in Christ, we are given everything we need for life and godliness. And it's a wonderful life. Jesus gave the invitation, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I am here to tell you, it's true. Jesus' yoke is light. Now, now, after we're saved, yes, we do want to walk in a way that glorifies him because we love him, because of what he's done for us. But we're saved, saved from sin, saved from death, saved from eternal death. So if you have not placed your faith in Jesus as Lord, I invite you today, let today be the day of salvation. Now, as we move forward, we're going to take communion together. Let's continue to celebrate what Jesus has done.